Welcome everyone. It is 6 p.m. and it's time for the server room show. This is episode 15. Thank you for SDA Public Access Unix system for hosting the server. This new show is recorded and broadcasted live at Anon Radio Station every Saturday at 6 p.m. UTC time. There is a voice over IP phone line active during the show. You can call it either from regular phone or via SIP. The number is plus one nine one zero six six five nine one nine one. The SIP account to call in at is two six one four one four at San Jose two as in the number two dot voip dot ms. I would like to thank for everyone who tuned in today and also the people who listens to this in a form of a recording. As this is live, all the blobs and errors are left in. No cuts, no buts. It is raw material. Today's topic is virtualization part 2. It is the continuation of uh, last Saturday's episode where we didn't have time to go through uh, everything I prepared for for that for that day. And the topic was virtualization. We went through uh, some introduction. We discussed some of the terminology we looked at some of the mainframe origins and we started to talk about uh, the types of virtualization where all we could discuss was uh, full virtualization uh, both uh, with hardware assisted and without uh, hardware assisted what uh, we are left with is to discuss uh, paravirtualization Operating system virtualization, also known as containerization, is a most uh, known uh, tag or name for it, and uh, hybrid uh, paravirtualization. After that, there are some uh, things I added uh, to the show notes. As uh, you will see, the show notes are uh, for both episode 14 and uh, today's episode 15 are uh, one and the same article with a divider showing where one episode uh, ends and where the other one starts. I added some additional things which I think that uh, it can be discussed under the the same topic as, uh, as the topic of virtualization. As you probably hear, there is also a new background music, which I hope that it's not uh, too loud or not more loud than it uh, should be. I just uh, literally replaced the one file with another to see how it goes. So the additional things I added was uh, to talk uh, a little bit uh, which virtualizations I use personally and where then to talk a little bit about Proxmox. I lowered a little bit the background music. Probably it was a tiny bit uh, loud for the same file, for this new file. So I added Proxmox, Proxmox, which is one of the one I uh, mostly use uh, on one of my servers. Uh, a little bit about uh, containerization and cloud computing, just really a short uh, note. And I added some links uh, about 
which I think we could uh, take it as uh, virtualization or or like a form of virtualization if you want to uh, examples like when we try to uh, emulate or simulate uh, a whole computer probably if I say uh, Simage uh, is one of the known examples or, or uh, there are some others I added and also um, some some uh, about, about an, another company I I had some bad experience to um, bad experience with so let's see uh, let's see what can I say about that so to continue uh, where we left off last time we continue with parabirtualization I lower a little bit more on this one so you see this is good about uh, a live show where uh, all the errors are left in so all seven of you who are actually connected right now can see that I even have to be uh, playing with the volumes when I do a little change so para virtualization in para virtualization the guest operating system is aware of and interfaces with the underlying host operating system it is important to to mark that as we discussed in full virtualization on that uh, the under the guest operating system is being lied to and being fooled into that it's uh, running on its own mm, separate or, or real uh, hardware and it made to to believe that whereas you see in para virtualization it's one of the big uh, difference uh, between mm, full virtualization and para virtualization and as you see it also not just being aware that it's not running uh, on its on its own um, hardware but it also interacts with it a para-virtualized kernel in the guest understands that underlying host technology and takes advantage of that fact because the host operating system is not faking the guest 100%. The amount of resources needed for virtualization is greatly reduced. In addition, para-virtualized device drivers for the guest can interact with the host system, reducing overhead. This is also uh, important as uh, sometimes in, in using full virtualization uh, the overhead, for example, uh, many times you can uh, see this in uh, network related activity or, or when you have to write uh, on, on, on the disk, on the hard disk, these two areas where mostly you can see this this kind of overhead which is being mentioned here the idea behind para-virtualization is to reduce both the complexity and overhead involved in virtualization by para-virtualizing both the host and guest operating system very expensive functions are offloaded from the guest to the host OS the guest essentially calls special system calls that then allow these functions to run within the guest within the host operating system when using a system such as uh, Oracle VM, for example, the host operating system acts in much the same way 
as a guest operating system. The hardware device drivers interface with a layer known as the hypervisor. The hypervisor, which is also known as the virtual machine monitor, as you mentioned, it's uh, one of another name for for hypervisor. We mentioned it earlier. Uh, and we also mentioned that the two types of hypervisors in episode 14. The type 1 hypervisors run directly on the host hardware, while the type 2 or hosted hypervisors run in as a form of a software on top an existing uh, operating system. And as we discussed, there sometimes it's not uh, so easy to decide uh, between which one is type 1 and type 2. Because uh, if you remember from episode 14, 14 uh, KVM was a good example of uh, being a, a type 2 hypervisor, which uh, after acts and behaves and runs as a, as a type, type 1 hypervisor. So examples of parabolization. Uh, personally, in this list, I added IBM's and HP's integrities uh, solutions as I think they belong here, but uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. So some of the examples are uh, SEN, IBM's LPAR, uh, Oracle uh, VM for Spark, um, also called as LDOM, Oracle VM for x86, which also called as OVM, uh, and then IBM's Power VMs from AIX, and HP's Integrity uh, VSE. So let's see what we can say about uh, hybrid virtualization. In hardware-assisted full virtualization, guest operating systems are unmodified and it involves many uh, VM traps and thus high CPU overheads, which limit the scalability. Pre-virtualization is a complex method where guest kernel needs to be modified to inject the API. By considering these issues, engineers have come up with hybrid virtualization. It is a combination of both full and para-virtualization. The virtual machine uses para-virtualization for specific hardware drivers, where there is a bottleneck with uh, full virtualization, especially with uh, I.O. and memory-intensive workloads, like we uh, mentioned before, as a, as a difference between para-virtualization and full virtualization, and that uh, what was the the overhead uh, we mentioned uh, going to be reduced when para-virtualization is used instead of uh, full virtualization. Uh, and the host uses full virtualization for other features. So it's, uh, it's really a hybrid of uh, both, like a best of both words. Uh, some parts uh, which could uh, cause uh, overhead uses uh, para-virtualization and para-virtualized uh, drivers, device drivers, hardware drivers for uh, mostly I/O and memory intense workloads and uh, networking and for the rest it uses for virtualization for these other features. So some of the examples we could say uh, SEN again as uh, it can do that also and also VMware ESXi can work in this way. So now the last type of virtualization uh, we have left 
is the one which is called operating system or operating system level virtualization, uh, best known as uh, containerization. It is widely used. Uh, host operating system kernel allows multiple user spaces, uh, also known as uh, instance, to run. In operating system level virtualization, unlike other virtualization technologies, there will be very little or no overhead since it uses the host operating system kernel for execution. Oracle Solaris Zone is one of the famous containers in the enterprise market, for example. But uh, here is a list of some other uh, containers or operating system level virtualization examples. Uh, LXC uh, Linux containers Docker, which probably uh, many of you know, uh, Docker and uh, Docker Engine, and probably also Docker Hub, which is the um, kind of like uh, it's, uh, it's it's marketplace uh, for um, Docker and uh, and uh, prepackaged, uh, so to say, its containers which you can share and uh, access and, and download and then run on Docker Engine. Docker uh, in itself is a, is a set of uh, platform as a service product which uses uh, the mentioned OS level virtualization to deliver software in packages called uh, containers. And these containers are isolated from one another and bundle their own software software libraries and configuration files they can uh, also communicate with each other uh, over uh, defined channels if uh, if needed the good thing in containerization that uh, as the name suggests it really keeps it uh, all very tight and uh, Everything um, that uh, that process or or application needs to to perform its function, it 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 contained uh, it kept in that container, and uh, it's very uh, easy just to deploy. It requires much less resources compared to if you had to uh, set up. Uh, a full operating system to to host just that one um, processor application as the underlying uh, let's say system or operating system in in these uh, containers are a very 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 stripped down version of uh, let's say what the, what a full uh, operating system would be um, you can have um, very very low resource uh, required uh, base container images of uh, let's say CentOS or, or, or Fedora or, or even, even others which needs even less resource than, than, than a base or a, or a, or a bare minimum uh, version of that same operating system would need. It results in the end of uh, very 
quick spin-offs. It's very quick and instantaneous to bring up a container uh, with, with, with and when it requires such a low resources. And uh, many times uh, it is not rare to see containers which uh, mostly on Amazon and uh, other type of cloud providers where you actually pay for for the time uh, as well your uh, your instance or your or your machine is running it is not rare to see uh, a container uh, being in a kind of like a, a sleep mode suspended uh, and uh, not coming up online imagine uh, like a, a container which hosts a website and uh, if it uh, if if you see uh, inactivity to to the website there is no visitors coming your container your 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 computer instance let's say on amazon aws it goes to sleep and uh, you can have it not to uh, spin up again not to not to run uh, on a zero effort not to run if there is no uh, need for it to run in a case of a website there is no requests for its pages it can be uh, kept suspended and uh, with technology like Vacon LAN or similar it can just uh, spin up uh, the moment uh, a request comes to when someone wants to visit that website and uh, with the low resources required for these these container instances uh, the person who is visiting the website uh, will notice uh, most most probably nothing at all uh, not even knowing that the that the server itself was uh, was kind of in a sleep mode or suspended uh, before he typed that uh, domain name.com or whatever the website's address was to have it uh, come up to life uh, so containerization is really really effective and uh, and useful in 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 probably uh, that that cases uh, some other examples for operating system level uh, virtualization or containerization can be AIX's uh, WPAR, uh, Solaris's zones, or FreeBSD's jails. So the question is, uh, which ones I use? Uh, in my home lab, I have uh, on on my servers, for example, I run both VMware ESXi 6.7 on a DL380G6, uh, but also uh, Proxmox on a small uh, three server cluster some small um, Lenovo M90C pre type uh, machines with around 16 gigs of RAM if I remember with some uh, central vSAN kind of storage uh, arranged for them it is uh, still in built-in built in progress to be honest but uh, I'm getting there with little free time but uh, I will get there also, to mention also not just type 1 hypervisors I use, I use uh, some type 2 
like VMware Fusion uh, on my uh, Mac and VMware Workstation on my Linux machine and on a Windows laptop too. Also VirtualBox in some special cases for some older operating system which tends to run uh, better in VirtualBox like uh, OS2 or some old Windows NT. I also have uh, QMU uh, running for uh, uh, again some special cases like uh, running HPUX 11 that I 32 bit or AIX 7.2 patched one for uh, QMU and also AIX 51. Uh, I left uh, in the show notes uh, some uh, websites regarding virtualization or fun with virtualization. You can find uh, exactly these ones in, in, in those examples if you go to those those websites where I got uh, all these, how to set them up and everything. And uh, also KVM I use on my uh, Fedora workstation. Uh, it's a Fujitsu R940. On my production uh, cloud machine uh, in Hetzner, uh, in a dedicated server, where I run um, production virtual machines. I mentioned uh, and talked about it uh, uh, relentless times and I keep talking about them because I I love it and my keyboard went to sleep but it's back so on that one on my Hesner dedicated server I run uh, Proxmox which is based on Debian I have a batch of public IPv4s and IPv6 addresses for the virtual machines to be able to reachable and uh, to be able to uh, serve uh, services uh, outside toward outside to, to towards me for example uh, we mentioned containerization I have a virtual machine running on this Proxmox uh, which uh, runs a docker uh, engine and hosts some smaller containers so I can uh, do tests and uh, play with uh, docker and containerization However, one day I want to uh, build a kind of a small uh, Kubernetes cluster, maybe from Raspberry Pis or um, perhaps inside my Proxmox or ESXi's uh, in my home lab to to play a bit more with it. Uh, let me talk a little bit more about uh, Proxmox. A Proxmox virtual environment, also called as Proxmox V or, or PVE, is an open source server virtualization environment. As I mentioned previously, it is a Debian based Linux distribution with a modified uh, Ubuntu uh, LTS kernel and allows deployment and management of virtual machines and containers. Proxmox V includes a web console and command line tools and provides a REST API for third-party tools. There is two types of virtualization are supported in Proxmox. A container-based uh, with LXC, uh, starting from version 4.0, uh, which replaced actually OpenVZ, which was used up to version 3.4, and uh, full virtualization with KVM. It comes with a bare metal installer and includes a web-based management interface. 
The name Proxmox itself has no meaning and was chosen because uh, just a domain name was available. Development of Proxmox V started uh, when mm, the creators, uh, Dietmar and Martin Maurer, uh, two Linux developers, uh, found out uh, OpenVZ had no backup tool and no management uh, graphic user interface. KBM was appearing at the same time also in Linux and was added shortly afterwards. The first public release took place in April 2008 and the platform quickly gained traction. It was one of the few platforms providing out-of-the-box support for container and full virtualization managed with a web GUI similar to commercial offerings. Proxmox V is a powerful open source server virtualization platform to manage uh, the mentioned two virtualization technologies, KVM uh, for the full, full virtualization for virtual machines and Alexi for containers with a single web-based interface. Uh, it is interesting to know that it also integrates out-of-the-box tools for configuring high availability between servers, uh, software-defined storage, networking, and also disaster recovery. Server virtualization supporting kernel-based virtual machines, KVM, and container-based virtualization with Alexi containers. Uh, Proxmox V supports local storage with LVM group, directory, and ZFS as well as network storage types like iXCSI, Fiber Channel, NFS, GlusterFS, and CPH. It can be uh, clustered across multiple server nodes. And as we mentioned, it offers high, high availability uh, based on Chronosync, uh, Chronosync communication stack. Also, since 2012, uh, in a high availability cluster, uh, live virtual machines can be moved from one physical host to another without downtime. And also, uh, since uh, Procmox uh, V1.0, KVM and OpenVZ uh, live migration is supported. OpenVZ, which was replaced with Alexi. Uh, it also has uh, prepackaged server software appliances, which can be downloaded uh, via the graphical user interface. It is possible to download and deploy appliances also from the turnkey Linux virtual appliance library. However, personally, I didn't have much luck with that part, to be uh, honest. As we discussed containerization and forms of cloud computing, uh, it's, it's probably the future where we're heading to. Uh, two products uh, from Red Hat, which uh, are on the forefront of this, is Red Hat OpenShift and Red Hat OpenStack. Uh, OpenShift is a family of containerization software developed by Red Hat. Its flagship product is the OpenShift container platform, an on-premises platform as a service built around Docker containers orchestrated and managed by Kubernetes on a foundation of Red Hat Enterprise Linux, whereas Red Hat OpenStack is a free open standard cloud computing platform, mostly deployed as infrastructure as a service in both public and private clouds where virtual servers and other resources are made available to users. Uh, 
the software platform consists of interrelated components that control uh, diverse multi-vendor hardware pools of processing storage and networking resources throughout the data center. Users either manage it through a web-based dashboard, through command line tools or through RESTful web services. Now I have a few other things I uh, wrote down, uh, but we are also uh, running out of time, so just really briefly. Uh, you will find in the show notes uh, some other examples of uh, different form of virtualization, like uh, we can call it virtualization or simulation or emulation, uh, like I mentioned CMage and some other examples. 86 box, uh, PCM, uh, Nova. Uh, I left all the links there. PCM and 86 box are uh, uh, mostly trying to emulate uh, full uh, computers from the 80s and the 90s uh, with more or less success, but uh, it's getting better uh, each time. Nova is uh, specifically for the general uh, Nova uh, system or, or computer. Uh, CMage, as you probably many of you know, is a highly portable multi-system simulator. And as of from version 4.0, it brings uh, many new features and simulators for various systems. Uh, in some of a few to mention, like Data General Nova Eclipse, uh, Nova and Eclipse, uh, some digital equipment corporation machines like uh, some PDPs and uh, VAX machines, some IBM uh, 1401, 1620, 7090, also some uh, scientific data systems, uh, some Xerox data system, Sigma 32B, some uh, HPs like HP 3000, Interdata, uh, Perkin Elmer 16B and 32B, and many, many, many others. And our time is up. Oh, so, thank you for everyone who listened in. I went uh, one minute over of the live uh, schedule but the the ones who listened to this as a form of a podcast or downloaded it didn't uh, realize anything from it so thank you very much and uh, see you next saturday